You're most welcome joining us today for our Mass as we celebrate the feast of our National Apostle St. Patrick. Welcome to all of you from our parish, from West Limerick and beyond, and from wherever you are today, you are most welcome. And wherever you are across the world today, well, if you're Irish, I'm sure you're with us as we celebrate our great national feast day. We prepare ourselves, as we always do, by taking a moment to ask God's forgiveness. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. In my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God our Father. Let us pray. Lord, through the work of St. Patrick in Ireland, we've come to acknowledge the mystery of the one true God and give thanks for our salvation in Christ. Grant by his prayers 
that we who celebrate this festival may keep alive the faith he kindled. We ask this to our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. The word of the Lord was addressed to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you came to birth, I consecrated you. I have appointed you as prophet to the nations. I said, Ah, Lord, look, I do not know how to speak. I am a child. But the Lord replied, Do not say I am a child. Go now to those whom I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to protect you. It is the Lord who speaks. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, There, I am putting my words into your mouth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Salute no one on the road, 
whatever house you go into, let your first words be, peace to this house. And if a man of peace lives there, your peace will go and rest on him. It will not come back to you. Stay in the same house, taking what food and drink they have to offer, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. Or if you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what's set before you, cure those in it who are sick, and say, the kingdom of God is very near to you. Only ever in the town, and they don't make you welcome, go out in the streets and say, we wipe off the very dust of your town that clings to our feet and leave it with you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is very near. I tell you, on that day it will not go as hard with Sodom as with that town. The seventy-two came back rejoicing. Lord, they said, even the devils submit to us when we use your name. He said to them, I watch Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yes, I have given you power to tread underfoot serpents and scorpions and the whole strength of the enemy nothing shall ever hurt you yet do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven the gospel of the lord praise to you lord <clears throat> jesus christ but friends I'm sure that many of you listening to me this morning, particularly those of you of my own vintage, share some of my memories of Patrick's Day. And among my memories of Patrick's Day growing up was that it was always a day of school, which was very welcome news in those days. And it must always have fallen during Lent as well, because we usually got sweets or maybe a bar of chocolate on St. Patrick's Day, and they tasted much sweeter that day because the Lenten fast had been put aside. So St. Patrick was very important in our world as children, even if it had very little to do with his message. It struck me too, reading about Patrick during the week, that he might have a very comforting message for parents, especially those of you parents whose faith means so much to you and who are disappointed that despite your best efforts and your best example, that your faith seems to have little resonance with your grown family. Well, all is not lost. I was reading recently that Patrick's father was a deacon and his grandfather was a priest. So there were some things they didn't tell us in the national school. But though his father was a deacon and his grandfather a priest, obviously the influence of faith in his own home, didn't rub off on our friend Patrick, who as a youth tells us himself that he wasn't bothered with religion. It was only after his life was turned upside down and he was stripped of all the comfort layers that he did find a new depth in his heart and that he found God. The deacon and priest in his family couldn't have believed in their wildest dreams that this young fella who had abandoned their faith in his youth would not only turn his own life around but would be ultimately responsible for the gospel being brought to the ends of the earth by the Irish missionaries who followed on his footsteps. So, good parents... Be confident. Trust. When you've done your part in your own home, God has amazing ways of taking care of the rest. And for all of us, there's a real insight that Patrick brings us. 
his understanding of our faith and what it really is. Not just about knowledge, but about relationship. Not just about knowing the teachings of Christ, our faith is about living them. Faith is not just a belief system with which we fill our heads, but a way of loving and relating with which we fill our hearts. And that shines through Patrick's prayer. Christ be with me. Christ surround me. Christ be in my speaking. Christ be in my thinking. Christ be in my sleeping. Christ be in my waking. Christ be in my ever-living soul. Christ be my eternity. As Patrick prayed for all of us and the mountain in Mayo which bears his name, Pope Fadrick, let us pray for each other on his feast day as we celebrate our Mass together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the power of the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, suffered death, and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sin, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. On this, the feast of Patrick, our national apostle, we ask him to intercede for us with the Lord. Christ within us, help us to spread the word of love, peace, and justice in our world. Lord, hear us. Christ beside us, help us to trust in you when we meet difficulties and sustain us in our journey of faith. Lord, hear us. Christ, who guided Patrick through the troubles, struggles of slavery and poverty, be be with all people as they face hardship in their lives. Lord, hear us. Christ, be with all who experience loneliness and the fear of the unknown. Lord, hear us. The winter vanished on the fela, pay order down in a wheelchair, you know, a hearne aislin. We give thanks for Patrick, his courage, his gift, his love of nature, and his generosity to the people of Ireland as we make all our prayers today through Christ our Lord. Gifts <clears throat> of bread and wine, gifts with of labor and of flowers taken offered sanctified blessed and broken words of one who died take my sin 
Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, Eternal God, and to proclaim your greatness with due praise as we honor St. Patrick. For you drew him through daily prayer in captivity and hardship to know you as a loving father. You choose him out of all the world to return to the land of his captors that they might acknowledge Jesus Christ, their Redeemer. In the power of your spirit, you directed his paths to win the sons and daughters of the Irish to the service of the one true God. And so with the angels and the archangels and with the great multitude of the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit on them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread. And giving thanks, he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. similar way when supper was ended he took the chalice and once more giving thanks gave the chalice to his disciples saying take this all of you and drink from it this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins do this in memory of me mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. So as we celebrate this memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have counted us worthy to be here in your presence to minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking in the body and blood of Christ, we will be gathered together in unity by your Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your people throughout the world and bring us to the fullness of charity with Francis, our Pope, and Don, our Bishop, all your clergy and people. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them, Lord, into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray. That we bless the Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, the Apostles, and all the saints who pleased you through the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, in him. O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>
Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant us that peace and unity that are in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And may that peace of the Lord be with you all. And with your Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, blessed all of us who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring all of us who receive him to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, my 
will have our active spiritual communion together. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament of the altar. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you again. Amen. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. Just to remind you again that tomorrow, Thursday morning, we will have adoration of the blessed sacrament from immediately after the 10 o'clock Mass until 12 noon. So the Blessed Sacrament will be here on the altar, of course. The church will be locked, but you will be able to join in adoration from home through the webcam. Also, of course, on Friday, we will have the Stations of the Cross before the 10 o'clock Mass, and the stations usually begin around 9.30. And just as it is the Feast of St. Patrick, I suppose we'll place him center stage as we come towards the end of our celebration of Mass. So I'd like to just share with you an extract from St. Patrick's Confessions. He says, So I'm first of all a simple country person, a refugee, and unlearned. I do not know how to provide for the future. But this I know for certain that before I was brought low, I was, I was like a stone lying deep in the mud. Then he who is powerful came. And in his mercy, he pulled me out and he lifted me up and he placed me on the very top of the wall. That's why I must shout aloud in return to the Lord, for such great deeds of his, here and now and forever, great deeds which the human mind cannot measure. If I am most looked down upon, yet he inspired me before others, so that I would faithfully serve nations and with awe and reverence and without blame the nations to whom the love of Christ brought me. His gift was that I would spend my life if I were worthy of it, serving them in truth and with humanity to the end. It is right to spread abroad the name of God faithfully and without fear so that after my death I may leave nothing of value to the many thousands of my brothers and sisters and children whom I baptize. So I may leave something of value to the many thousands of my brothers and sisters, the children whom I have baptized in the Lord.
and our little reflection to conclude our thoughts on today's St. Patrick. I bind unto myself today the strong name of the Trinity by invocation of the same, the three in one and one in three. I bind unto myself today the power of God to hold and lead, his eye to watch, his might to stay, his need to hearten to my need, the wisdom of my God to teach, his hand to guide, his shield to ward, the word of God to give me speech, his heavenly host to be my God. Let us pray. We realize, Lord, your presence among us as we have gathered together today in your name to celebrate the feast of Patrick, our national apostle. Awaken to us to your glory that we may see you in your creation and in the goodness of those with whom we live and love. May we be true to God the Father who created the world, the Son who redeemed us, and God the Holy Spirit who sustains and guides us. And we make our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And our Mass is ended now today. We go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. So now I am playing a reflection for St. Patrick's Day given to us by Father Michael Liston, which was first shared with us on the 18th of March, 2012. Hope you enjoy this. Thank you for joining us. Would you, would you give us your own thoughts all around St. Patrick, please? Well, I'd be delighted to share. For me, St. Patrick is an extraordinary man. 
and we are very lucky to have some writings of his of his own hand and his own mind. And I love the way he says very early on in his writing, I cannot stay silent because of all that God has done for me in his mercy. And his whole pours out then uh, a hymn of gratitude to God. It is extraordinary joy. And uh, then very early on he begins in, in his, the opening words of his letter, I, Patrick, a sinner, mm-hmm. unlettered, the least of all the faithful. And that sober note. And then he goes on and he, I suppose, a very modern picture of a young man. I was then about 16 years old. I did not know the true God. And for this reason, I was led in captivity to Ireland with so many thousands of people that sense he had that he, he didn't really know the living God and he turned away from the teaching uh, of the Christian community. And then his extraordinary account of the captivity, the suffering, the isolation in a strange land. But then the instinct in him or the impulse of grace in him that turned him to prayer. And in prayer, he was reborn. And it is an extraordinary account of grace, account of a, a, a person feeling that his own life is being changed, transformed, being saved. And then, of course, the story goes on. We all know how he escaped home and then how later on the, he had the voice of the Irish, come, O holy youth, and walk once more among us. Mm. And then that extraordinary story of how he comes back and how the gospel was preached in Ireland, not with the empire, not with the soldiers, but with this human being coming on his own with the grace of God. It's an extraordinary story. And then, of course, there was the isolation and loneliness. And now he did have, obviously, learned a lot of the language during his years of captivity. But still, he he didn't feel he was learned uh, in that culture. Mm -hmm. But he had this extraordinary sense of that God's grace has not been idle, has not been in vain in me. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's the first note I, I would strike about Patrick. He was a, he's a human being who had this great sense of gratitude to God and the joy for how God had loved him. Mm, that's a wonderful gift to have too, isn't it? Yes. And, mm. and, and in the middle of what you might maybe not very uh, idyllic situations, but in the middle of all the messing and the captivity, the abuse, that his heart could burst with gratitude to God. That mm. is extraordinary. And I suppose then a second note that I love about St. Patrick's writing, he has this great sense of what has happened, what God has done through him. He has says here, because I am exceedingly in debt to God, who granted me so great a grace that through me a whole people should be reborn in God, and afterwards confirmed, and that cleric should be everywhere be ordained for them. That for a people newly come to believe whom the Lord took from the utmost parts of the earth, as long ago he had admonished to his prophets. That this extraordinary sense of that he, he almost he felt physically he had seen the grace of God in the lives of human beings, changing them, transforming them, bringing a whole new um, a whole new, I suppose, part of the body of Christ of God's people to life. And he had, in a sense of, he says at one stage, as I have seen written, so I have seen happen. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary sense of the power of the grace of God in the lives of people. Yeah, that was a lovely even phrase you used there, the grace of God. He saw the grace of God in others. Yes, and changing their lives and building them up. And he knew that he had himself given his whole life in exile, but at the same time, he had an extraordinary sense that everything was God's gift. That uh, his last line of his letter is, but rather, what's the nominator here? And now to all who believe and hold God in reverence, should one of them condescend to inspect and accept his writing, 
put together in Ireland by Patrick, a mere and letter sinner, this is my prayer. That if I have accomplished or brought to light any small part of God's purpose, no one shall ever assert that the credit is due to my own uneducated self, but rather, but regarded rather as a true fact to be firmly believed that it was all the gift of God. Beautiful. And that is my confession before I die. <laughs> yeah, very good. All the gift of God. Isn't that beautiful? It's really, it's, it's a whole um, conviction as to what human life is about and, and what human life can become. And that other, I suppose, a huge sense, I think, that we in Ireland today need to, I think, when we are now maybe in, our, in some ways in our own captivity, our own disappointment, our own humiliation. It is terribly important, I think, that we reflect in a deep way that we wouldn't let all this disappointment go for waste. Mm-hmm. But it would uh, maybe help us, like St. Patrick, to listen again to the still voice of God in our hearts. And that we would open our hearts to, to the, what God is saying to us. And St. Patrick has an extraordinary sense that he was personally spoken to by God. Wonderful. That God addressed him personally. Now, I think there's a basic Christian uh, idea there that each one of us, whether we're minding pigs on a mountain or whether we're at home or driving a car or whether we're sick or whatever, the Lord Jesus has a personal word for your heart today and always. Now, wonderful to hear. And I think it's terribly important that we would have that sense of God wanting, and our present Pope is is really good on this. God wants to have a personal conversation with each one of us. That's lovely. That's one of the lessons, so we can really take from Patrick there, you know. Oh yes, that that that, uh, that personal conversation. Yeah. That the Father sent Jesus to have a chat with us. Open up our hearts and give us a new sense of our own dignity. I think that's one of the basics that every, in so often today, we judge ourselves in all kinds of other ways, other measuring rods, success or money or health or good looks or celebrity. Whereas St. Patrick had a sense of uh, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ Leum. And each one of us has to recognize that Christ is with me. He is before me. He's behind me. He, he listens to me. And that is a vision of what a human being is, a, a friend of Jesus. And I'm sure maybe if St. Patrick was here working, walking the streets of West Limerick today, he'd be saying the same thing, Christ before me. Yes, and, and in one sense, he had a sense that uh, he has no other support he has no other security. Mm-hmm. He hasn't it in, in an army or in protection or in celebrity or in money or whatever, but that was his support. And I think if we are to lay a firm foundation for a new beginning in Ireland, I think the, the word of Patrick, uh, sorry, Christ's word that Patrick wants us to listen to, mm. that's the foundation. And it's a wonderful tradition that we have um, in this country to be able to remember a patron saint uh, this particular day and this weekend. And as you just said, maybe pick up some of the lessons that that, that, um, that Patrick has that are still coming through to us. And that one there, listen to God, listen to the voice of God speaking to each one of us. Now, there is another, I think, maybe a thousand things I could say about, but uh, we think of all our own family and friends and neighbors who are in other countries, and we give thanks for what they, in their exile, have brought to so many countries of the world, so many people, and we thank God where they have found grace and help and humanity in other countries. But I think we have a special call to today, in the St. Patrick's Day, to be aware of other people who have come among us from other countries. Mm-hmm. And like Patrick had been captured, had been if like, if like trafficked and abused and violence, we, we must respect everybody who is among us, their dignity, and, to, and, even, and maybe if they are rejected by society, by others, 
God wants us to look on them with reverence. Mm. And I think that is uh, something we owe to Patrick, our patron. Beautiful. And as you know, uh, on this program, uh, we do have a podcast and it, it does come out worldwide. And as people listen to this uh, program, I know myself from various parts of the world. So if you wanted to say something, Father, to any of those people who might be listening in uh, to this um, to this reflection that you have about St. Patrick, is there anything special you'd like to say to them? Well, I suppose I would wish them well, uh, wish them good heart, and I suppose I would love if they could just quietly mm. think of Patrick, a young man in exile, in a mountain, minding pigs, and he having a choice to pray or not to pray. To turn to God or not to bother. Maybe uh, think of Patrick and what he found in the tender kindness of the heart of our God. Maybe there is something there that the Lord, with his tender kindness, has a heart for you too. And for those of us who are still in Ireland today, we've got something to learn from Patrick, as you said early on? Yes, and I, I suppose the, the the thing I would maybe the word is depth or yeah. uh, uh, listening. Now, in one sense, God forgive me for saying Patrick was lucky; he didn't have any distractions at all. He was on his own in the, the hills. Mm. But maybe we must find some place in our lives for silence, for uh, our own heart. That, uh, that we would listen to our own hearts, I think, and give our hearts give that silence out of which the word comes. But we must, we must have mercy on ourselves and, and find silence for our own hearts and listen to our own hearts. And that sense of hope, too, that, that, you know, that Patrick had. And I mean, Patrick was going through trying times, as you said, when he, he was living in Ireland those people who are going through trying times at this particular moment obviously have something to pick up from Patrick too, I'd say? Well, uh, above, I, that's said uh, now, uh, um, I, I'm not supposed that we'll all, or any of that many of us will reach that excitement of Patrick about mm. what God has done in his life. But that beautiful line, what he has done for others, he can do for you. Mm. That, that, that tender kindness of God that has nothing to do with our achievements or even how good we are. It is just grow. It is just affection. It is just uh, our Father who has a heart for us. And, um, and we, we allow ourselves to be gathered by the gentle um, whisper of God's grace. And Father, as you know, I'm not very good now. In fact, I'm useless at, uh, at speaking in Irish, but maybe you'd like to say a few words there in the native tongue around St. Patrick? Well, I suppose one image that as a Limerick man and a parish or a pastor a lot, Patrick's well, mm-hmm. Tober Fodrig, and the well that Patrick brought us, is a well of grace, a well of faith, of hope, of love. Tober Fodrig, the well that never runs dry. Mm. And that we, we can come there and find uh, what he found, uh, God's mercy, the, God's word, and the power that ge- the Spirit that gives us life. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the, the three. God is the interpersonal God, the family life of God that we are invited into to sit down at that fireside with, with the three persons of God. That is the invitation that always comes to us from Patrick and that there's a, as a well there of new life, Tubber Fodrig, for all of us. And I suppose, as you mentioned, wells there, Father, holy wells, I'm sure even those people abroad um, would remember many a time being taken and maybe, maybe to this day it's still um, doing the rounds at the well where St. Patrick was supposed to have uh, visited. Yes, and, and all that tradition of in the ordinary things when we step aside from the, the routine and we just pause and we just there uh, have a sense that the grace of God is that close to us. Lovely. Any final word now you'd like to say to us, Father, now as we, we leave this St. Patrick's Weekend reflection here in Sacred Space? Well, now, um, just 
grace that we are alive. Mm. But I would hope that, oh yes, it's, I find it extraordinary that Irish people, I think we can be good at holding on to our hearts. Yeah, yeah, we are having uh, having a good uh, cher- polishing up our chips. Yeah, we're very good at that. But uh, but Patrick, in some way, had another grace that he didn't allow the the abuse, the the hurt that was done to him, uh, block his life. Mm. But in some way, he received the grace from God to grow even out of all the wounds. And may our wounds may be wells of growth in us. Beautiful. And maybe just as you leave us there, Father, you might just give us um, a word of blessing maybe in Irish, please. Well, uh, we all have that lovely salutation, Dies Miraguit, and the answer Dies Miraguit is Padraig, but I would like to to pray uh, all that blessing of the Trinity, of the Shamrock, Mm -hmm. that rich, warm, tender life, that our God sent his son among us to gather us all in to share that and with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob with all the nations of the earth good John and your forever and ever Amen Thank you God bless you Father Bye bye now We might go out anyway with this piece of music and it's entitled The Deer's Cry or St. Patrick's Best Plate and it's sung by Angelina Let's hear this
So now we've come to the end of our programme for this special St. Patrick's Day broadcast here on West Limit 102 in Sacred Space. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. And God bless for now.